In the holy name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. From the prophet Isaiah, sing, O barren one who did not bear, burst into song, and shout, you who have not been in labor. Sometime into his service as a Jesuit, the great modernist poet Gerard Manley Hopkins found that his poetic source had run dry. And he wrote a series of sonnets that have been termed the terrible sonnets. And those who have gone through the dry places, through the wilderness, and what our prophet calls the days of barrenness, will read Hopkins with great attention, great compassion, and a sense of keen intimacy to what he describes. Here is a stanza from one of those sonnets. Wert thou my enemy, O thou my friend, how wouldst thou worse, I wonder, than thou dost defeat, thwart me? O oh, the sots and thralls of lust do in spare hours more thrive than I that spend sir life upon thy cause. See banks and breaks now leaved, how thick. Laced they are again with fretty chervil. Look, and the fresh wind shakes them. Birds build, but not I build. No, but strain time's eunuch, and not breed one work that wakes. Mine, O thou Lord of life, send my roots rain. Hopkins gives voice to us of this experience of barrenness, of this sense of being fruitless, not generative, that others build, but not we. Others give birth, but our lives are empty. Others dot the banks with fresh leaves and nests, but ours are empty. This experience that is so eloquently captured in the prophet belongs, of course, to women, women who have this terrible longing for children yet feel themselves fruitless, ungenerative, barren. But it belongs to men as we see for Hopkins, for the children who are his own poetry. And it belongs to a people. We see Israel in this passage 
the barren one. Not only because Israel has built buildings that she does not inhabit, has given birth to children who are lost to them, but also because she is in exile, far from the land of Zion, far from the temple, far from the God who dwells in majesty in the holy city. This is the kind of barrenness that belongs not to individuals, but to whole cultures, whole peoples. And this too we see, not simply in those dry seasons that come to us all, but also when we look out on this world filled with sorrow, with war and displacement, with those refugees who leave Syria and Iraq, from those who flee the genocide in South Sudan, those who seek shelter and homeland living in tents, crossing in boats, longing for fruitfulness in another land. What Holy Scripture knows and the world longs to hear is that this kind of barrenness is a season. It is not bottomless. It is not limitless. This is a season that we encounter in Advent, but has a destiny, has a goal, has a boundary and limit that is set by Almighty God himself. What the world longs to hear from us is that proclamation of the limit, the day when the song bursts forth from the barren one, when the one who has not been in labor expands her tent because there are too many children to dwell in the old one, the time when rejoicing is all that can pour forth from us. And this limit, this great hope, is what awaits us in the Feast of the Incarnation, when barren women, Mary and Elizabeth, give rise to children of great fruitfulness, the fruit of life, and the limit of all that is unfruitful is this child, this light, laid down in the straw of a refugee. And there is more. It is not simply the season, the feast of the incarnation, this bounty that is proclaimed as limit, but even death, even the ultimate loss, 
that those in war-torn places know in their bones. Even that has a limit. And this is the great good news that we receive from the gospel, that at the other end of the Jordan, at the other end of the crisis and sterility of life, this season of waiting, is another emptiness, the emptiness of the tomb from which light pours forth. And like the mercy seat of old, in that emptiness are the angels on either side like the cherubim over the ark, proclaiming the nearness of God, the glory, the weight of God's own presence as the boundary of all that is suffering and lost. This is the great good news that has been given to us that we proclaim. So if the Lord tarries, wait for him, for he is the limit of all that is fruitless the bread of life, the light of the world, the great hope that we await and taste even now. In Christ's holy name, the fruit of life, we pray. Amen.